I am Tasso Pardalis of Pardalis and Novica. Summer's almost here. So I wanted to begin today's legal presentation with a case we handled uh, back in 2009, 2010, that began at a beach in Miami and ended up in the New York Post. Rappers, bikinis, I think you guys will like it. So we get a phone call from two Houston area friends in their 20s uh, who were vacationing in Miami. One is a real estate broker, the other a college student. When the clients contacted us, they were both pregnant. They got back home from their vacation in Miami. Uh, and a few months later, they're swarmed by friends and colleagues who noticed them in a rap video, topless. The rapper was Jim Jones. The video was We Fly High. In 2009, Jim Jones starred in hip hop monologues, Inside the Life and Mind of Jim Jones, an off-Broadway play that chronicled his life on the road and on the streets. He then had a brush with the law where he punched a, a friend of the singer Neo in the face in the Louis Vuitton store in Manhattan on Fifth Avenue. But our clients were not too impressed. They actually had no idea who Jim Jones was. The woman initially didn't realize that they were being recorded and covered up and darted it away as soon as they did, which you, you could see on camera. As soon as they realized they were being filmed, they kind of just covered up and ran. And while one shot appeared to be a close-up, it was actually taken from very, very far away. So they sued Jim Jones. Today's topic, an individual's right to publicity. In New York, the law states that each individual, whether you are a public figure or not, you have the right to claim ownership over your image and to control the commercial use of your identity, such as your name, image, and likeness. So in New York, Civil Rights Law Section 51 provides a private cause of action for violation of someone's right of publicity. So guys, who is protected? Well, Section 51 provides protection for a person's name, portrait, picture, and voice, okay? So normally, these issues often come up for celebrities and public figures when brands try to exploit their image for promotion. But what's actually happening now is that with the growing popularity of social media and companies like Instagram, YouTube, Snap, and TikTok, regular people have hundreds of thousands and sometimes millions of followers. And so the right of publicity claims are growing as a result. So back to Jim Jones and, and the example we started with. We filed our case for the girls. We managed to get the video stripped from YouTube and from Worldstar where it was getting tons of views and, and from many other sites at that time. And we got compensation for the women in the end. The lesson, even oral consent or looking straight into a camera and acknowledging or knowing that you are being filmed or photographed is not enough. The, the person filming must have written, signed permission, or they have violated New York's right of publicity law. So let's go to another popular example. Ariana Grande and her Seven Rings music video and song quickly became a viral hit when it first came out. In a campaign, fashion retail company Forever 21 decided to take advantage of that success. So in their campaign, Forever 21 released images of a model with clothing and accessories that closely resembled Ariana Grande and her famous ensemble from the recent music video. The bejeweled pink pom-poms, the purple printed camouflage pants, 
that were worn by the Forever 21 model were noticeably similar. I mean, really identical to the look of, of Ariana in the video, okay? And it doesn't stop there. Forever 21 then used lyrics from the Seven Rings song. Gee, thanks, just bought it, was the caption from one of their Instagram posts. Forever, here's the great part. Forever 21 had actually reached out to Ariana Grande for an endorsement deal, but she declined due to an offer that wasn't high enough. The fast fashion brand should have stopped there. They should have given up there, I mean, and spared themselves from the financial hardships that would that would soon follow. So Ariana Grande then sued Forever 21 for 10 million for using her image to publicize their brand without her consent in violation of her right of publicity. So in New York, like we said, we have a statutory right of publicity as part of the right of privacy pursuant to New York Civil Rights Law Section 51. That suit, however, the Grande suit, was filed in California. In California, the rights of publicity are protected not only under statute, but also under common law. So the protection California's common law right of publicity offers extends beyond the person's name, portrait, picture, and voice, like in New York. It actually covers anything evoking a person's image or identity. So even this image that appeared to be Ariana, but wasn't, was enough for her to file a right of publicity claim in California. And, and it's for this reason that very often when we're representing celebrities or, or people that, that you know, have some, some major following, we often decide to file and to litigate these claims in California for celebrities because they have extended common law right of publicity claims there. So we have to also keep in mind with that, that the right of publicity, remember, it doesn't just apply to celebrities, okay? It applies to every individual, every one of you. So this week, we're preparing a case where a big name media outlet published a photo of a woman, our client, identifying her as someone else. The photo and the caption did not match. The woman whose name was printed in the caption was involved in a Kardashian scandal, but they did not use that woman's photo. They used our client's photo instead. She had nothing to do with the scandal, knew nothing about it, but they used our client's photo and referenced another woman's name. So you can imagine how many clicks this article probably got as a result of mentioning the Kardashians. So our client's photo now is spreading like wildfire, okay? It's been exposed countless times under the wrong identity. Her friends called her and people even sent messages to her and called her at her business inquiring about her involvement in the scandal, okay? Which she knows nothing about. So our, our team is currently preparing the lawsuit for violation of her right of publicity as we speak. What are the lessons learned here? Keep tabs on your online presence and your images, especially if you have a business that could potentially be harmed by false identifications or information, or someone might take something and use it, right? I always tell people it costs nothing. Set up Google alerts for your name, your family, your business name, you know, setting up a Google alert will inform you immediately when something hits the internet. It sends you a message like your name just popped up here. And it's really a useful tool. It costs nothing to do. So let's switch gears from right of publicity for a minute. The use of your image is an issue that goes beyond the right of publicity. And it's become a main topic of discussion surrounding social media. <laughs> Guys, how many of you actually read the terms of use when you signed up for Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. My bet is not many of you. And that's why many are still hesitant to post their photos online, especially photographers, right? So there's a recent decision from the Southern District of New York down here on Pearl Street, 
which shows why this may be a risky proposition for professional photographers, artists, or anyone who values their intellectual property. In Sinclair versus Ziff Davis and Mashable, a photojournalist, Stephanie Sinclair, sued the news website Mashable because they included one of her photographs without a direct license or payment to her or permission from her, okay? Sinclair maintained her own searchable website to showcase her photographs to potential customers, and she also had an account on Instagram. The photo in question was titled Child Bride Mother slash Child Marriage in Guatemala. The photograph was posted by Sinclair on Instagram, and her account was set on the public mode. Now let's remember this, public mode. So she posted her photo on Instagram, and she set her account on public mode. Mashable contacted Sinclair in order to license the use of the photograph as part of an article featuring female photographers. The proposed license fee by Mashable was $50. That was rejected by Sinclair. Mashable published the proposed article anyway and used the photograph anyway. Sinclair sent the cease and desist and a takedown notice to Mashable. Mashable, an elephant in the jungle, ignored Sinclair's demand. So, Ms. Sinclair sued in federal court for the violation of her exclusive copyright to the photograph. Under the Copyright Act, 17 U.S.C. Section 106, the creator of a work has the exclusive right to reproduce, distribute, publicly display, or create derivative works based on a protective copyrighted work. The main issue was this, whether Sinclair gave up any of her exclusive rights to the image when posting it on Instagram. This is important, okay? I, I mean, I know I post a bunch. I know a lot of people post a lot, so this is really important, okay? Mashable did not make a copy of Sinclair's photograph and reproduce it in the published article. Rather, Mashable embedded the photograph which appeared in the article. Now, don't let me lose you here. Embedding is when a website can use code to direct the user's computer to retrieve an image from a third party's server, okay? Instagram, for example, uses computer code called an API, an application program interface, which allows any Instagram user to access and share any content posted by any other Instagram user, provided those accounts are set in public mode. So just to recap that, if an Instagram account is set to public mode, any user can grab and share any other Instagram user's photo to the end user's internet browser. So you can, if someone has their Instagram account on public mode, go grab that photo and direct it straight to your website, okay? This process occurs so quickly that the user sees the image as directed, even though the photograph actually sits on the third-party server. Instagram's API permits any of its users to embed Instagram posts created and owned by other users into their own Instagram accounts or on other websites. So guys, in this new case, Sinclair, in creating an Instagram account, agreed to Instagram's terms of use. Instagram's terms of use provided, ready? By accessing or using the Instagram website, the Instagram service, or any applications made available by Instagram, you agree to be bound by these terms of use. Sinclair could not deny that she was bound by the terms, and this is where it got tricky. Instagram's terms of use further provide that a user grants to Instagram a non-exclusive, fully paid, and royalty-free, transferable, sub-licensable, worldwide license to the content that you post on or through Instagram, subject to their privacy policy. 
Also, under Instagram's privacy policy, a user can designate an account as either private or public. These settings can be changed at any time at the user's discretion. So, if a user adds content to their account in the public mode, it is searchable by any other Instagram user and shareable by any other Instagram user. That content may then be used by any other user through the use of Instagram's API. The user policy made it simple for the court to find that because Sinclair voluntarily uploaded the photograph to Instagram and designated her postings as public, she agreed to Instagram's terms of use, which then allowed Mashable to take that photo and embed it on their website. So there was no infringement. Mashable merely took advantage of the rights granted by Sinclair to Instagram. So she's out of luck. She should have taken the 50 bucks, okay? Here's what we learned from the Sinclair case. One, a website's terms of use is a binding agreement, even though the terms may be favorable to the website's owners and not you. Two, a photographer or any person who posts content on social media websites must be fully aware of the consequences of the site's terms of use. And three, even though it seems unfair for Instagram to require users to post examples of work in private mode, if you're posting, assume that it's, it can be shared, that you do not have ownership of that work, or keep that private, okay? So to sum up today's discussion, um, there's one more thing I'd like to touch on, and, and it's not official yet, but there's currently a bill pending in New York State for a rework of the right of publicity law. So last year, uh, New York introduced a, a substantially revised version of the right of publicity bill. And there are many promising improvements and a whole lot of changes coming if it gets approved. But if the new bill receives approval, the two main changes for our clients are the following. One, the right of publicity can now or will be able to be transferred, assigned, or licensed for commercial trade purposes. Right now, you cannot do that. You have a private right of publicity. If someone puts a photo up of you, you can say, hey, you don't have my permission. I have my right of publicity. I can sue you. But you cannot assign or sell that right or license it to a third party. If the new law passes, you will be able to say, okay, I am, you know, uh, going to sell you my right to share my photos, okay, or to go after them. Two, a person's estate will be able to maintain a right of publicity over the deceased. That does not exist right now. The right of publicity expires when the person expires. And if the new law is passed, those two changes will take effect. And they are very exciting, especially for, for celebrity claims, because, you know, you, you have a celebrity and a celebrity passes away and then people start using and sharing the image and the estate didn't have the right to go after that in New York. And now they will. All right, guys, I hope that was helpful. I'll see you guys soon.